Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton Thompson. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported more than 3,000 women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. Together, we'll break your past patterns and eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. You guys are going to absolutely love today's episode. I did, a lot of you know that I did a mastermind group last winter and again in the spring. And one of my clients who was with me for both winter and spring, she made such a huge shift in her health, in her eating in her lifestyle. And it was just obvious in how she was thinking and how she was presenting herself that after the winter mastermind, right at the start of our spring session, I asked her, I said, can we chat about your success? (laughs) And she said, yes. So for everybody in the spring mastermind, I shared my interview with her to really tap into How, after struggling for so long, did you make this shift? What was different this time? Because I'm always fascinated by that. I knew that she had been experiencing what so many of us have experienced and many are experiencing now where she struggled with her weight, she struggled with food, she would focus on other things whether that was working out and being very consistent there or finances or relationships and made a lot of progress, but continued to come back to this food thing, this weight thing over and over. And over our 12 weeks together in the winter, it just changed. She shifted so dramatically in a way, sometimes you just know this person is different for life. And I knew she was different for life. So we got together to chat about what what gives, what made the difference here. And uh, it, it helped so many people in our spring mastermind. I said, what do you think about me sharing it on the podcast? And very generously, she said, yes, I cannot wait for you to hear this conversation. But just to, to give you a little bit of context. So after struggling for years and years. She was able to get really consistent with clean nutrition that I think even exceeded her own expectations. She lost 25 pounds in three or four months, might even have been a little less than that. And like I said, I just, the shift, the sense of control that she had, the sense of personal power that it just, it just flowed from her. And one of the things that 
she's going to share here is something we talked about a lot in the mastermind that I wanted to make sure I kind of dive in with you guys a little bit more before you hear from her because she just mentions it in passing and I wanted to make sure everybody understood it. When I asked her, you know, what do you do on the days where you just don't want to keep going, where you're just not motivated, where you're not feeling it anymore? And she said, it's the reminder that you can't take miles off the car. And you might have heard me talk about that before on the podcast. It's something that comes up constantly in groups when I'm when I'm coaching clients. I had this, gosh, you probably first heard me mention it on the podcast not all that long ago, maybe six, seven months ago. I had this aha moment about self-care, about health especially, because one of my excuses for a long time was I'll do better tomorrow. And I meant it. I really, really believed it. To this day, when I have that thought like, yeah, you know, I'll have this today and I'll do better tomorrow. I mean it. But I had this awareness that, sure, from a weight standpoint, any weight that I gained today or this week or this month, I can lose tomorrow or next week or next month. That is very, very true. But that doesn't mean that there is no effect to those things. They age me. They age you. They put wear and tear on my body in the same way that you can't take miles off the car. You know, if you have not taken care of your car, even if you have taken care of your car, you can't take the miles off. And when I reflect on years of overeating, years of too much sugar and processed food, years of toxic consumption, all of the above, that impact lives in my body. It lives in my cells. And whether I have a month left, a year left, 50, 60, 70 years left, I don't know. That impact is there. So from here on out, when I make choices, I remind myself, I can't take the miles off the car. And so there are certain decisions that I can make, everything from what I eat, how much I eat, when I eat, uh, how I respond to stressors, sleep, movement, all of those things help, support, uh, add longevity to the machine that is my body, the vehicle, if you will, or they do damage. And I had to break through the notion that it was just about weight. Like, oh, you know, if I have the ice cream, it's not like I'm going to, you know, put on five pounds. Or if I do put on five pounds this week, I can lose it next week. It's really not a big deal. But the fact is, you can't take the miles off the car. And I have no doubt prematurely aged myself because of how I ate for so long that I just like to be mindful of the notion that you can't take the miles off the car. And even if you don't feel or see or know of the impact of that pint of ice cream or that whatever it is, it's still there. It's impacting your cells. It's impacting the burden of your heart and your lungs and all of these things. And she said that that's one of the things she would remind herself that you can't take miles off the car. And she also shared that she committed to focusing on all that she could 
do and have instead of all that she couldn't because the notion of restriction is not a reality, it is a perspective. So if you say, I'm going to eliminate, in this case, what, what she shares is, is some changes she made, eliminating grains and dairy and some other things, there are a lot of people who then choose a perspective of restriction. It is not necessarily true that you are or I am or anyone is restricted, but it's a perspective because what she realized was there's a ton, there's plenty that she could have and enjoy. And it's a choice to focus on all of that instead of having what you feel like you can't have or do be at the center of this story. It's one thing to hear that and get it intellectually. It's another thing to practice that, to choose that, to do that. And I've talked often about how one of my own strategies when I want an indulgent meal, you know, maybe I planned to have um, steak and Brussels sprouts and that's just not sounding amazing. And I'm like, pizza sounds so good. I ask myself, what is something that also sounds indulgent but is still aligned with my goals? Maybe that means we're going to have lobster. Is that an investment? It sure is but my health is worth it because, you know, oh, well, pizza's cheap and easy. Financially, perhaps, but there's a cost beyond the dollars and cents. There's a cost to my energy. There's a cost to my health. There's a cost to my longevity. And true cost is something that we also talk about in our chat. But I'll focus on, you know, maybe this is when I have a charcuterie board and I make up a little a little tray of some meats that I love and cheeses and maybe a Honeycrisp apple. And that is something for me that still feels indulgent and delicious. And oh my goodness, I look forward to it. But I'm also going to feel really good afterwards. When you focus on all that you can do, have, enjoy, Instead of this story or this perspective of what you can't, it changes the game. But again, that's not something for you to hear and understand. It is something for you to practice, to choose, to do, to commit to again and again and again and again. Another thing that jumped out at me that you're going to hear is she had to stop relying on the comfortable goal. There's so much that's good. She talks about how this is not life that leads up to life. This is life. And that resonates so much with me because when I was really struggling with my weight more than ever before, I would put off things. I would put off social things. I would put off enjoying things. I would put off adventures for when I felt better about my weight. And I, I read this book. It's called 4,000 Weeks. And that basically refers to the fact that if we live to 80 years old, we only have 4,000 weeks. And that many of us are putting off living for some future point. I, I know that to be true because I've done that. And so that comes up in this chat as well. And the last thing I'll say before we get into it is I asked her what advice she would give someone who wants to make a change but isn't executing. Because that's where she was for a long time. That's where I was for a long time. And 
I know you're really going to want to hear that because it's great to hear somebody else's story, but then translating it to something that can benefit you, that will benefit you, we hit on that as well. So big shout out for her willingness to share and to help. I, I couldn't be more proud of her. It's such a joy to see people, no matter how long it takes them to get there, because it takes all of us differing amounts of times and, and, and it's never linear even when we get there, right? It's never just a straight shot to success ever. But it's such a joy to walk alongside people on those journeys. It's just such a privilege. So can't wait for you to hear this. I'd love to hear what you think about it, what resonates with you most, because as you can tell, there are a ton of things she shared that really hit home with me, and I know that you'll feel the same way. So take a listen. Let me know what you think. I'll see you on the other side. Why don't you kind of give me an overview of what has changed for you on that nutrition front since starting back in January? Okay. So um, I was looking back through my, I tried to keep a, a list of the um, wins that I've had so that that keeps me going as well. Yep. So since January, I've lost just over 25 pounds. Amazing. And, right. And which is so exciting for me because uh, before uh, it had been my primary goal and it didn't seem to be working. Yeah. So I had put that aside. I made financial health my primary goal. Mm-hmm. And then I then what I was learning with how to deal with my financial health was actually having a positive effect on my physical health. So when I felt like I was getting that goal under control, then I made the switch and I think I was ready. Yeah. I, I think before that I wasn't quite ready to make it the priority that I thought it needed to be. It was one of those, um, am I acting like it's important? No, I'm totally not. So, um, so, so that's been one thing with my nutrition. And what I did was I realized that I needed to make some choices that I was in denial about. I had mm. gone for allergy testing and I found out that I was sensitive to dairy, yep. but I wasn't really doing anything about it. Yep. And um, so once I decided I would go dairy free and I was talking to someone who was in our winter mastermind, we were mm. kind of chatting back and forth and I decided I would try to go grain free at the same time mm. instead of just gluten free. Yep. And that, really helped me as well. So that when I started to make those changes and realized there was still plenty of food out there that I could actually eat, um, then it just didn't become, it didn't feel restrictive. Yeah. So you either look at it from the standpoint of, oh my gosh, there's all this I can't have. Or you look Mm -hmm. at this standpoint of, there's still a ton I can have. Yes, there is. And so, I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm never hungry. Yeah. So I, I just, I, and because I'm eating better, I feel better. And because I feel better, I want to keep eating better. So yeah. Oh so yeah. You're absolutely right. Is that, that flywheel effect? Yes. Yep. So, so um, question for you about going gluten-free, grain-free, dairy-free, because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people wonder, should I, should I go moderate? Should I try eliminating something? And many of us, myself included, have had periods where we're like, oh, I don't, I don't want to be too strict because right. if I'm too strict, insert story, right? Right. So when you decided 
I'm doing this and I'm truly eliminating dairy and grains. Was there something that helped in that first, say, week to two weeks before you really had momentum with those thoughts of like, oh, just this one thing, I'll start tomorrow. I mean, I'm doing better. So the improvement is good enough. What, right. what kind of kept you on the path? Whereas it sounds like before you kind of were a little bit in, but a little bit out. Right. Um, I'm glad you mentioned that too, because a, a couple of things happened, I think at the same time. So one of the things that happened for me was I had decided, and it was based on one of the conversations we had had in the mastermind class, mm-hmm. that I would just try it for uh, 28 days. It's a with long time. No exception, with, yeah, for no exception. Because I remember you were talking about exercising and you wanted to do it for a month with no exception. Yep. So I thought, okay, because I already know what it feels like to say I'm going to do something and then break that promise. I already know what that yep. feels like. Yep. And I don't like the way that that feels. Yep. So I thought if I can do this for 28 days with no exception, then I will get to experience what it feels like when I actually keep the promise to myself. Yeah. So yeah. that just flipped a switch for me. And so that was one of the things that worked. And something else that worked for me was the saying that you had said about, you can't take miles off the car. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> is one of the most, it sounds so simple, but it was one of the most profound things yeah. that triggered a switch for me because it was not only can I not take miles off the car because, and I've been dieting, so I'm 54. So I've been dieting since, I don't know, 10, maybe when I first yeah. realized I was bigger than the other girls in my fifth grade class. And so um, what I realized is not only can I not take miles off the car, but because of all the discussions we've had about making choices, I realized that I get to choose which miles I do put on the car. Yeah. So am I going to choose the miles that take me down the road of unhealthy eating? Or am I going to choose the miles that take me down the road of eating foods that love me? Yeah. And I'm going to choose. And that's what, what I was applying that to. Not only can I decide the miles, but I can decide, you know, kind of the speed of my miles. Am I yeah. going to take it slow? Am I going to speed up? Am I going to, you know, yield? <laughs> so right. I was going back and forth with that. I can decide the direction I want to go in. If I need a break, I can pull over. So yeah. I was like, really, that just had such an effect for me. And that is in my section of my um, change makers journal, where I'm the kind of person who Mm. almost every single day, I put who, you know, can't take the miles off the car who keeps the promises I make to myself and connecting to what we talked about just this past Monday about writing your things out. I take comfort in repeating that all the time. And repeating it is what is has moved it into the life practice that I really needed and that, and that I wanted to be out. That's helping me be the person I want to be for too long. I was not the person that I wanted to be. And I was, I was ready this time for it to work. What do you think made you ready? Um, I think a few things. So for me being 54, I'm approaching the age that my father was when he passed away. 
Okay. He was, he was, I'll be, I'll be 55 in a few months. And he was 56 when he died. So that is really getting to be, you know, that was, it's really getting to make a a difference to me because when you're younger and your parent passes away at 56, it doesn't seem as young. And then when you're approaching that age, you're like, that's really young. I'm not ready for that. And he did have illnesses, but he also had a lot that he probably could have had more control over that he didn't. Yep. And so that is really making me take notice. And, um, that, uh, in conjunction with the fact that I, I just wasn't feeling good. And I, and I couldn't really pinpoint a reason why I, I didn't feel like I had any reason not to be feeling good. Okay. So I was trying to narrow it down. And when I would look through my day and I would look through my journals, everything seemed to just be coming back to, I'm unhappy with the size that I am. Yeah. I'm I'm happy with the way that I feel. I don't like what I see when I look in the mirror, and it, that was the common thread. So I think once I had made financial health my goal uh, for probably a good six to eight months, okay, and felt like that was under control, I needed to really say to myself, okay, stop this, it's, it's time to stop relying on the comfortable goal. And it's time to go after the one that seems to really be affecting you more than you're ready to admit. Yeah. And, and that is really when I decided that I would, I would really make it my primary goal and really put the work in. And when we had had that discussion too, I I think it was also in the primal potential group about being fully committed Hmm. I realized that I, I needed to be fully committed and stop giving myself a break, stop making excuses and just fully commit because that's the only way I was going to ever see if it was actually going to work. Right. Cause you and, can always go back. Yes. That's the thing too. Um, because I mean, throughout the, these weeks now where I've been doing this, I have been able to, to make concessions. Um, but at the same time, I've also been realizing too that this is when we've talked about this is life. Mm-hmm. This is not life that leads up to life. Yep. Like this is it. Yep. And so, and so I do need to be able to deliberate with deliberateness make decisions where, okay, I'm going to have maybe something on Easter. I think I had a little treat. Oh, I know what I did. Actually. I had some Cinnabon cheesecake. (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) But that's very rare. So I was okay with having a little bit of that. And then this weekend we're traveling for a wedding. So I know I'm going to have something, Mm -hmm. but I also know now that the traveling, I'm going to handle it so much better. I used to be worried about traveling. Yeah. What would I be able to do? What What will I eat? How will I exercise? How will I feel good? I feel much more prepared for that now. When did you start to feel better? So you made this change, you committed to it for 28 days. You know, yeah. at what point was it the first week? Was it a few weeks in? When did you start to shift how you felt physically? Yeah. But was there also a shift in how you felt about the changes? Uh, I definitely felt the physical changes within the first week. I really did. What did Um, you feel? I felt rested. Hmm. I felt less achy. Um, 
because sleep has been an issue for me for a little while now. Mm-hmm. I would wake up, I say every 90 minutes, probably. Wow. And then I look at the clock and I'd say, okay, I have six and a half more hours to go. <laughs> fall asleep. And I'd wake up and say, I have five more hours to go. So I never felt like I was getting enough sleep. Yeah. And through some reading, I was, and then I was wondering, is it some of times it can be the food, like, is the food affecting me? Yep. So when I started making that change and limiting, because not only did I go to dairy free and, and grain free, but I kicked my diet Coke habit and we're talking a lifetime habit. Wow. I can, I That's remember, a lot at once. Yes, I can remember as a senior in high school or even during my high school years where my, some, some days I, all I would have to eat would be diet Coke and peanut M&Ms. Like that would be it. So wow. like, I've been, I've been drinking diet Coke for a long time. So um, but I, and, but, and I would tell myself, oh, well, you know, it doesn't really have sugar and it's zero calories. It's not such a big deal, yep. but it was a very big deal. And yep. so I, uh, I started limiting, I cut out diet Coke completely. Wow. And then, and I think I was afraid that I would have like a caffeine withdrawal or something. Sure. It didn't happen that I, I, and that surprised me. I expected it and it didn't happen. And then um, I started limiting processed foods a lot. And, and with that, any kind of like added sugar. So I, I eat a lot of fruit. Yep. Uh, so there's, of course, there's sugar in that, but yep. just like there's carbohydrates in the vegetables, but that yep. hasn't seemed to be an issue. So I did, I started feeling physically better right away. And because I started feeling physically better, that even though we talk about motivation being fleeting and being a feeling, I was feeling motivated more and more. Yeah, I bet. So, yeah. <laughs> so that was helping. But um, I also know that I can't rely on that. I can't wait to feel motivated or hope to feel motivated. Yeah. So I was trying to create that motivation for myself. And, um, and so between losing the weight and the exercise hasn't, been a problem for me. I, I think I've mentioned that too. Um, I had been a runner for years and then my a fiance, he is a, a fanatic gym goer. Okay. So that's just been our routine. We wake up, we go to the gym, that's it. Yep. And so, but I didn't, I would go to the gym and I would look around with envy at these other women who also go to the gym every day, but look like they go to the gym, whereas I don't look like I go to the gym. Sure. So that was something that I knew I needed to work on too. So that was kind of, I didn't want to be the person who went and looked around with envy at other people. I wanted to be able to feel better about how I felt about going to the gym or how I looked, I guess, at the gym, even though I know that sounds very superficial. It, hey, superficial uh, matters. Like, it, it, you know, it's one of those things that we shouldn't ever discount. And I always say about envy let it be a compass that points yes. you towards what you want and then mm-hmm. set to work creating it instead yes. of feeling yes. like it's, it's in some way like disempowering. Right. Yes. So, so that, how are you def- sleeping? So I'm sleeping much better. I, for the past couple of weeks, I I'll even wake up in the morning. I'll be, wow. I think I slept about four or five hours at a time, which is wow. shocking. That's shocking. It's been years since I've gotten that much sleep. And, um, it helps to, so probably for at least a year now, 
uh, I haven't been a snoozer. <laughs> I used to be yep. a chronic, a chronic snoozer. Yep. And I would even set my alarm early just so I could snooze it for an hour. Yeah. So. But now when the alarm goes off, I've been able to figure out, okay, if I need to go to the gym, take care of the dogs, get ready for work and, you know, make my breakfast, pack my lunch, I need to get up by this time. That's the time I set the alarm for. I love so that. I get up and I go and there's no room for no room for it. And now I don't even think about it. It's just an automatic. I get up. I, and I don't, I put the phone across the room so that I have to actually get up. Yeah. And I turn off the alarm and I get my day started. Now so. you've been doing this. You initially set out for 28 days. It's been yeah. well over 28 days. How are you feeling about continuing this? I mean, initially you were just setting out to build that discipline, experience it, feel the feelings. You did that. You mm -hmm. got that. You got great results. Right. What made you decide to keep going? So I decided to keep going because I feel like I'm not done. And so, because I feel like I'm not done, I'm thinking maybe me, it, it kind of piggybacks on our conversations about how I don't want this to be something that I've done. I achieve my goal because I don't want to be attached to like, say, losing so many pounds. I don't want to be attached to that. Yeah. So I just want to, as long as I'm feeling good about it, and I'm feeling satisfied, I want to keep going. Yeah. So I keep track in my, my journal. So today I actually have it with me right in front of me. Today is day 53. I do. I put like a little fraction. Yeah. So I would count down one out of 28, two out of 28. So today's day 53 out of 28. That's so incredible. I feel like, um, and that actually is something I like looking at to see that number build. Yeah, and I bet that motivating. So, um, and because of that, so I know we have a lot of conversations and I, consistency has always been one of my favorite topics to talk about. And I know you, on many of your podcasts and you get a lot of questions and even within our group, we talk about how can I be more consistent? Yeah. And one thing I realized as I look back through my journals, which I love this, by the way, I can't even thank you enough. This I'm on my, I'm finishing my fourth one. I have one more Amazing. journal. I just love this journal. And, um, when I was looking at it, I, I realized I consistency hasn't been my problem at all. I'm actually pretty consistent, except I was being consistent about making the wrong food choices or yep. being, I was consistently overeating and consistently yep. making excuses for myself. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I realized that it was the content of the choice, not the consistency of the choice that was really the issue for me. And I don't know that I would have noticed that necessarily without this journal. So, yeah, I um, mean, it's a great thing. Cause it's like, you think you have to, you have to figure out one thing, but you don't, you have to actually figure out another thing. And, and that's what you've unlocked for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So even like realizing and with my fit, with my health goal, I actually do almost for every day, the same set of action steps, because those are the ones that work. Yeah, And so as I'm writing it and I say, okay, so now that I'm like make doing these things, I can say, okay, well, one of my action steps is to, I consider, I call it pace. And that means pause between bites because I, and mm -hmm. that's a reminder every time I do that, 
you know, as I've always been a fast eater and teaching all these years and having a 20 minute lunch was not my friend. So, you know, so now I've, I've had to like really slow down. And, um, and so I realized through writing my action steps, I was finding that's how I was finding that I was being consistent, but I wasn't being careful about being consistent with the right things, if that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> oh, totally does. Now, I know, you know, through our mastermind that there are a lot of people who want to eat better or really do anything and they, they have the intention, but they're not following through or they're not following through more than, you know, a day or two here and a day or two there. Mm -hmm. Given what has worked for you, what advice would you give to somebody who's in that position of, I know what I want and I really want it. And I know it's going to improve my life, but I'm mm -hmm. not executing. I am. I would have to say one of the things, um, and this is kind of probably similar to, because what Sarah had talked about is being more mature mm -hmm. is that being so honest in your reflection, because when I would reflect and I think and say, I'd maybe even journal things out, I would almost write as if someone else was going to pick up my journal and read it. And I wanted them to be impressed with what I was thinking. Right? <laughs> and I wanted them to be impressed with, with my responses, but really I had to get so honest with myself that I, it opened up my eyes in a way to realize that what that if I could just be consistent with my better choices and I could just keep the promises to myself, then I would realize the true value of what was what I, the change that I was making. I think yeah. I undervalued these positive changes because I felt it was almost like that. Well, we've had those discussions about what is the true cost of something. Yeah. And the true cost, the real true cost, and it's not just that I, oh, everyone else is having a piece of cake and I'm not Yep. because there's always going to be another one of those. But the true cost was the feelings I was, that I was feeling badly about myself and I was holding myself back from really what could be my true potential. So it was through reflecting honestly and realizing that being fully committed instead of half in and half out and giving myself all those breaks, that was really what would keep me going. And when I realized that I, it, it's not that I can't have cake, I'm just choosing not to have it now. Yeah. That doesn't mean I can never have it. And that worked for me as well. Just changing that simple language. Yeah. Um, so that I didn't feel, because a lot of the times I just felt, I felt bad for myself, which seems so silly now, really, because it, there are other things happen that are so much worse than me not having a piece of cake. Like that's right. just silly. And I also know that if I want to have it, I can, I just have to be prepared to realize that I, that's not what's going to make me feel better. And it's not going to move me closer to my goal. Yeah, I love the advice of being honest about what the true cost yeah. is, because I know yeah. for me, the, the true cost was friendships. You know, I, I, I talk a little bit about how uh, I isolated myself a ton 
for mm-hmm. most of my life. Like I did not have friends in elementary school, in middle school, in high school, in college, in my twenties, because I was ashamed of my weight. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't connect to people and I didn't do things. And God forbid I went to a party. I, I would not go to mm-hmm. birthday parties and things like that, especially like if it was involving a pool or anything active because I was embarrassed. And so now in my thirties, I look at all these people around me who have great friends from high school and great friends from college. And I don't, I don't have any of that. And that was a true cost. And the thing is when I don't feel good about myself, I tend to isolate and I tend to withdraw. And that is just one thing that it cost me. Mm-hmm. It cost me so much more than that. And you're right that a lot of times we're just not honest about it. And I mm-hmm. think that that can be an absolute game changer. Yes. I, and that's where too, um, the, 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 my favorite podcast, and I've listened to all of your podcasts, many of them multiple times, but um, the 903 with the list of many reasons, mm-hmm. that was just, I made a list of many reasons to eat healthy. I made a list of many reasons for financial health. And that worked for me because, and, and that might actually be one of the things that I would suggest for people as well, because when I was trying to lose weight and the scale wouldn't move, I would say, okay, forget it. I'm not doing this. This is ridiculous. And, but now I know that I'm not doing it just for the scale that's on there. I mean, that's on my, my list, (laughs) but now it's, so much more it things like being comfortable in my clothing yep. so that I'll, I'll feel I'll I will get myself out there more I'll yep. be more active I will um, be more willing to try things uh, I'll be happier at work yep. I mean being a teacher I'm you know seated I'm standing I'm getting down on the floor and and that's to as a larger person that's not easy to do sure or even just to be comfortable because I'm in front of these students all the time and I, and I want to be a good role model for them. I don't have children of my own, but I feel like I need to be a good role model for my students because of the majority of time that we spend with each other. So there's, so that's on there. I mean, I, I, and I look at that list all the time. I change the list all the time. And, um, that that's really been one of the most helpful things that keeps me going so that it's not just that, Oh, I, you know, I'm up six tenths of a pound, which is so funny because I'm up six tenths of a pound used to ruin my day down six tenths of a pound. I'd be doing the happy dance. Like it's it's the same thing, but uh, you know, it's just all of how we look at it. So, um, that, that was huge for me making the lists and that's, I'm so glad that I did that. And I keep it on my phone and I might read it at the gym and I might read it, you know, when I'm in waiting for somebody. So, oh, just when I need to remind myself, why am I doing this again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In your <laughs> moments of, of lesser resolve. And I do have them. I mean, I just, I was actually chatting with one of the members yesterday as I was, and I was telling her how it was driving to my hairdresser appointment and I hadn't had breakfast yesterday, which is unusual. I usually have a protein shake every morning and my lunch was half of a, it just it wasn't good. It was my normal lunch, but the orange had was inedible. So I was hungry 
And I was driving to a hair appointment. I thought, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to eat for another three or four hours. And mm. maybe I'll just stop at the gas station and I'll grab a Slim Jim. <laughs> yeah. And, but I kept going through the whole thing of, okay, I don't really want a Slim Jim. I'm, I'm this feeling of hunger is going to pass. I have yeah. a really good dinner that I'm looking forward to. Yep. And then also um, a lot of things too, because financial health is one of my goals. I'm like, do I really want to waste the money on a Slim Jim in, you know, in a gas station thing? So it, it, normally I would have just not even allowed myself that time to reflect. I would have just gone and done it. And then I would have felt bad afterward and I yeah. would have regretted it. And now I can really just, again, be brutally honest with myself. That's not really what I want. I'm, I will survive this little hunger pang that I'm having right now. And so that's been, you know, one of my more helpful successes. And that happens more often than not. But <laughs> I know that. I know that. But I'm it honestly, does really help. <laughs> I'm so excited for you. I'm so proud of your momentum. It's been just so special to watch this evolution in you. And I know that you sharing this is going to open doors for so many people and build confidence for so many people. So thank you so mm -hmm. much. I cannot, I cannot overstate it. Thank you so much for being willing to be so honest about your experience. Thank you. And, and really thank you too, because like I said, I've been dieting for 30 some odd, well, no, more like 40 years, let's be honest, more like 40 some odd years. And the fact that, you know, what you offer is strategies and that has been more helpful than anything. You know, the tools because that will work, even though I thought when I first started listening to you that my major thing was I wanted to learn from you so that I could take off weight. Mm. really, I've also been able to pay off so much debt so far. And I've improved my communication with my fiance. And I, I just ended my school vacation last this past school vacation might truly be the only vacation where I didn't put on weight. And where I didn't have moments of darkness on Sunday night, knowing vacation was over and I had to return to work on Monday morning. So, and it's just been, it's been life altering in ways that anything else I've done just wasn't without being sounding dramatic. <laughs> but <it's the> truth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening to myself. I'm like, that sounds kind of dramatic, but it's true. Uh, hey, <laughs> I, I get it completely. And I am just so glad you were willing to share. I'm pumped to share this with everybody and just, uh, <laughs> I will, I will chat with you very, very soon. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Have Enjoy a great the rest night. Of your day. All right. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed it, make sure to take a few seconds to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening. It not only supports the show in a huge way, but it also automatically enters you into our weekly product giveaway. For more tools, tips, and strategies on creating change, check out my first book, Chasing Cupcakes, and follow me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Remember, every choice is a chance, and I'll see you next time. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.